0: Welcome to The 26th, the official podcast of the Mecklenburg County Bar. As an MCB member, we know you deserve every possible benefit for your dollar. Our focus is to provide exclusive insight and resources ranging from business development to member spotlights and everything in between. You serve the public. Now let us serve you. Right here on The 26th. Hello, and thank you for joining us for this episode of The 26th, an MCB podcast. I'm Robert Ingalls, and I'll be your host. This podcast is intended to serve as another tool among the multitude of resources afforded to Mecklenburg County Bar members. And as such, this podcast is going to be split into seasons, with each season highlighting a different topic based on requests from MCB members. The first season is all about business development and features attorneys from all walks of practice, from large firms to solo shops, sharing their unique stories of building practices. We're going to hear what worked and what didn't, and where they see the future of business development going. Our guest today is Attorney Eric Bass of Bass, Dunklin, McCullough, and Smith. I hope you enjoy it. All right, I am here with Eric Bass of Bass, Dunklin, McCullough, and Smith. Eric, thank you for taking a few minutes for us today. Sure, you're welcome. All right, today we are going to be discussing business development practices, and that is a subject essential to any thriving law practice. So I know that being an attorney is somewhat of a second profession for you. Can you tell us a little about your background?
1: Sure, sure. I went to school uh, six. I went to law school six years late. <laughs> you might want to say uh, when I first graduated college, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, and uh, started working for uh, a construction company uh, that was running a research facility, and uh, I mean started in the mailroom, and uh, eventually wound up in their accounting and marketing department, and uh, they actually paid for me to go back to school at night to get an MBA. And uh, in the process of that, uh, getting that MBA, not only did I gain a lot of weight because I was sitting all the time, uh, but I also r- sort of rediscovered uh, a love for education and decided I wanted to go back to school for something else. And I'd always sort of talked about going to law school. And uh, so I decided I could do it at that. So I went to law school at 29 and graduated at 32 but I had this business background I already had an MBA and uh, so I think that sort of helped me Uh, I I knew I wanted to work with in transactional business corporate law uh, work for entrepreneurs my grandfather was an entrepreneur and I had spent summers working his business with him and so that was I I knew that was sort of where I wanted to go and, and and work with people who own their own business and 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 that's exactly
0: what I wound up doing Sure. So what kind of firm did you work with when you first got out of school? Uh, when I first
1: graduated, there was a firm. I uh, had two offices, one in Charlotte, one in Burlington, called Wishart, Norris, Henniger, and Pittman. Uh, worked there for 12 years. Uh, unfortunately, that firm uh, had some issues and disbanded. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but it, uh, fortunately, that firm was focused exactly on the, the target clients that I wanted to work with, those entrepreneurs, those closely held businesses, uh, the sort of small to mid-sized companies, uh, no public companies. And uh, the managing partner of that firm, Robert Norris, I learned a lot from him. Uh, he's retired now, but he uh, was a good good lawyer, but also a very good businessman. And, and and really focused on uh, helping those that were interested Uh, work on their business development skills.
0: And that was going to be my next question is is how big was that firm? And were you able to be actively engaged in the business development side?
1: Yeah, the firm, uh, I think at its largest had 35 attorneys. Uh, There were uh, about 20 to 25 attorneys in the Charlotte office, uh, most in the business and commercial real estate area. But we had, you know, family law, residential real estate, closing work, uh, litigation, obviously, uh and, and so it was it was a good sized firm to sort of get some experience all around and again uh the 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 corporate group that I worked in which Robert was the head of they you know if you were interested in business development they're very encouraging uh, as as part of being you know typically a smaller or mid-sized firm at some point you're going to have to do some business development <laughs> the 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 work is not going to just drop in your lap in most cases for most people and so uh, they, they allowed me to get involved. The the, the firm sponsored several things, networking-type activities, educational events for CPAs and, you know, our sort of typical referral people. And I got involved in those and, and started teaching things and getting involved in those groups, and, and that sort of developed from there.
0: Now, moving away from a, a larger firm like that, did you immediately step out of there and found your firm?
1: Yes, yes, the uh, five partners... Of the firm I'm in now, we all left Wishart-Norris and started this firm immediately. So I've worked with these same people for going on 18 years now.
0: So was there any change in your business development strategy when your name went on the door?
1: Uh, a little bit, but not a not a whole lot. Uh, I, again, I had been involved a lot in the prior firm's uh, business development activities. Uh, so, you know, I, I felt more responsibility uh, had, now that we were a smaller firm, we felt a greater sense of urgency. We were starting this new firm ready to go. Uh, and uh, so, you know, uh, other than that greater sense of urgency, uh, not a lot of difference in the activities that we did other than, you know, we we, we started some some very uh, firm-specific things for our new firm uh, to, to help get the name of the new firm out there and to let people know where we were and that kind of thing.
0: So if I'm a young lawyer, do you have any specific strategies or places I should be spending my time?
1: Well, I think the, the number one thing for me, and, it, and, and a lot of this depends on your target clients. Uh, you know, if you're working for a, a plaintiff side firm, it's going to be different. Uh, if you're in the sort of the business world, uh, for me, it's always, always been about relationships, about building and developing relationships with not just your clients, but your good referral sources, uh, which for me are typically, you know, what you would expect, CPAs, uh, financial planners, investment bankers, uh, those types of people, and, and, and working on getting to know those people, develop those relationships. Uh, the, the actual tactics involved are, uh, you know, get started in finding uh, groups to be a part of. Uh, any chance you can get to give a speech or an educational event, on topics that where you work, those are, those are great. Uh, and I think another thing to keep in mind, not, not just the relationships, but for, for us is uh, it's, it can be a long-term thing. You might meet someone and not hear from them for a year <laughs> and you have to be prepared for some of that, that it's it. some, I, I jokingly call it a long sell uh, for our, for our new attorneys that, you know, uh build those relationships over time. It it takes a little time, uh, but it does work.
0: Sure. They gotta kind of continue to see you over and over and over again t- to sometimes build that trust.
1: Right. And 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 one of the things that I found most effective in the sort of the face to face networking meetings uh and getting to know people uh is I always make sure when I have a conversation with someone, uh I'm very clear You know, it's great to have a great social interaction to get to know someone. I always try to be friendly. I've actually made friends networking. (laughs) That's great. Uh, But you also do want to hit on things like, hey, uh, uh, you are a a CPA. Well, what are your target clients that you're looking for? Uh, Get to know what they're looking for. They will typically ask you the same thing, which is great. Uh, you also, uh, I always make a point when I meet someone new to say, you know, is there anyone you're looking to meet, whether that's a potential client or other people you want to get to know in other industries? Uh, one of the most rewarding things that, that I do, that I try to do that, uh, my referral sources and my clients, I think have found very helpful is I'm always looking to help connect people that might benefit from knowing each other. And that can be anything from a client who needs a CPA, which is, you know, hey, somebody comes to me and says, hey, I'm uh, I'm starting my own business. I need to form an entity. I need this and that. Okay, well, have you thought about, you know, the tax situation you're going to deal with in your new business? No. Well, here's some CPAs you can talk to that that help businesses and people starting businesses. And so you need to know where their targets are and know who to refer to who and that kind of thing. But that's been very rewarding. People remember that. A lot better that, you know, maybe I had no interest financially in connecting people, uh, but but I helped them get with someone that that did some good for them. And that that really is is something I think about when I'm meeting people. Uh, Another example is uh, once a year, our firm throws sort of a birthday party. Hey, we've been around five years. Great. And and, uh, on that invite list, you know, we might have 100, 120 people there. Uh, I look through that list very carefully to know who's coming and I invite people knowing that I want to make sure Joe meets Mary (laughs) while they're there because they may be able to work together. They may just benefit from knowing each other and the the people that each other knows. And, 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 that's something, again, it's just something that I've learned to focus on is, is building relationships with people, strengthening those relationships Uh, being sort of a hub to connect people
0: together. I like the advanced strategy and thinking, you know, who's going to be here and how can these people benefit each other?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, there is... So many organizations, so many networking groups, and so many places a lawyer can choose to be at any given moment in time, Mm -hmm. and time is arguably the most precious thing that we have. Yes. You know, we have our families as well, we have our businesses to run, other than than networking events. How is it that you are prioritizing, and how would you recommend that another attorney prioritize these events and find something that's going to have really the best return on investment for them?
1: Well, the the number one thing is to find something you will actually go to, uh, because, Uh, I know lawyers. (laughs) I am one. And uh, especially there are are, uh, many people who get involved in the legal field are introverted in a personality sense. Uh, Not all of them. Obviously, a lot of litigators that I know are not that introverted, it seems. Uh, I'm sort of both. I uh, I took a personality test. They called me an ambivert. So I'm, I'm comfortable in crowds. I'm comfortable alone. I think that's turned out to benefit me a little bit, but, uh, the, the, the thing to do is find, find a group that you will actually participate in one, uh, to make sure that group either, uh, has your potential target clients that participate or, uh, potential referral sources or people you can, you can benefit from relationship wise. And, and for me, that was, uh, I got involved in several groups. We, uh, uh, some of them were just business groups, networking groups. Uh, some of them, uh, I was involved with the Chamber of Commerce, the Charlotte Chamber, for 10 years on the South Park chapter of the board, uh, which I, I tended to view more of as, a, as a public relations kind of activity than a marketing activity, but it was still good. I got to know a lot of good people that I still uh, connect with, and, 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 I, and I'm, I'm I find a lot of value in just knowing those people, uh, but there, there there are numerous networking groups. You do have to have, be a little careful about the type of group, especially as an attorney. You know, if you are required as part of a group to to bring leads for other people, uh, you know the the state bar tends to frown on those types of activities. Uh, So I I don't really participate in those, but they're uh, uh, the ones that have been most successful for me were sort of the, the groups that contain that consisted of business owners that we would sponsor. uh, And we would put on, you know, a few educational events for them a year and also allow them to network a little bit, but it wasn't so much about just getting together in a room and shaking hands and meeting everybody there, but put yourself in a position where, you can look like an authority on something. Uh, you can educate your clients on, or your potential clients on things that matter to them. Uh, and, and, and there are lots of groups and, and ways to do that. Uh, another thing that I found interesting when, I, when we transitioned from the old firm to our new firm, uh, I had never thought of other attorneys as a, as a source for clients, <laughs> and some you know you think of them in some ways as competitive, obviously. Uh, but when we transitioned to the new firm, you know, one of the things we want to do is make sure people knew where we were. So all, all my, all the attorneys that I knew, I made sure I contacted with them, with them and, you know, let them know where we were, let them know what we were doing. And many wanted to connect and have lunch again. Cause I hadn't talked to him a while. Somebody I went to law school with 10 years earlier. Hey, Eric, I haven't seen you in a while. Let's go to lunch. Great. And, and I was really surprised uh, that how, much the other attorneys were uh, pulling for us in a lot of ways. Great, uh, we're happy for you guys. Uh, glad you know. Glad to see you. You took the brave step to sort of go out on your own and and do your own thing. And uh, other attorneys in other fields of practice that I knew became great referral sources. Somebody who is a, a plaintiffs attorney that does personal injury and workers comp, they occasionally will see someone who has a, a corporate or a tax or a business issue. And, and and now they'll refer them to me
0: yeah and, they got to send those leads somewhere
1: right and, and I was uh, very i don't know why I didn't think about that previously <laughs> uh, but uh, I was very pleasantly surprised that uh, a lot of attorneys that uh that I knew that I'd never thought of as potential referral sources became referral sources
0: yeah I think that's another one of those um not sure what you called it earlier the long game mm-hmm. it's one of mm-hmm. those where you can't build that book overnight
1: right and 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 you know and that can be as simple as when you're a new attorney per, participating in the young lawyers division or one of these Mecklenburg County bar sponsored events or committees or activities uh, uh, to just get to know these other attorneys uh, and, and, but you do have to have a sort of a a mental game plan in place when you're going to these things to, Hey, I'm not just uh, here to, shake hands and stand in the corner (laughs) until it's time to leave you know you want to actually get to know someone you want to ask them questions about them and what they do and how you can help them do whatever it is they're trying to do Uh, and they will remember you better uh, typically in, in those kinds of if you take those steps sure we'll be right back
0: after this short break Hi, I'm Greg Hicks, and I'm the director of digital media here at the Mecklenburg County Bar. One of my passions is photography, and last year we thought it'd be a great idea to share that passion with bar members. So that's why all MCB members are eligible to receive professional headshots for you and your support staff as part of your membership. All it takes is a quick email to me at ghicks at mechbar.org and we'll set up an appointment here at the Bar Center, or I'll come out to your firm if you have the space. So head to meckbar.org slash benefits to see all that the MCB has to offer. Thanks again for listening to The 26, and I hope to hear from you soon. Now earlier you kind of talked about the benefits of your mentorship with Robert mm-hmm. at your firm. Is there any program that you have inside your firm now to provide mentorship to the younger attorneys as they're coming in? Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: more of an informal program based on what we did at the old firm, uh, which is again, you know, when when you're starting out as a as a brand new lawyer, uh, you know, the, the number one priority is is to f- figure out what you're doing, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, obviously. And and you you don't want to have too much uh, emphasis or focus for your brand new lawyers on business development. Uh, But you do want them to think of that. When we are interviewing uh, brand new attorneys who are still in law school, you know, one of the things I make a point of asking them is or, or pointing out to them is, you know, this is a smaller firm. We have less than 10 attorneys right now. And as being part of a smaller firm, but all firms generally, eventually, you are going to have to take part in some business development activities. How do you feel about that? What have you been involved with in the past? Uh, we'll, we are glad to help you find a way to market that benefits your personality and your interests. They don't have to be legal interests necessarily, <laughs> uh, but there has to be some aspect eventually Uh, but I've seen lots of young attorneys, especially at our older firm and other firms that, uh, try business development activities and they're just not built for a lot of the business networking that occurs. And it's very difficult to sort of build up the internal fortitude to go into that room full of people you don't know and start shaking hands and forcing your way into conversations with people you don't know. (laughs) And, and those types of things, I know that's difficult to do. I have done it. Uh, so we try to find better ways to do that, uh, to, uh, find opportunities for them to, uh, have speaking engagements, get them involved with clients early on. So they know what it's like dealing with clients. Uh, and if the clients like them and work with them, the clients will even refer work to them. Uh, you know, the, the number one thing to do is make sure your clients are happy when it comes to business development. Sure. <laughs> then we work on the things that you will do otherwise outside of that.
0: Now, when an attorney gets a job at a firm, they kind of have a ready-made mentor, and even for some people, it's very easy and organic to mm-hmm. get mentors, mm-hmm. but do you have any advice for somebody who might be coming out and going solo, or just is that a firm that doesn't have a great structure for mentorship on acquiring a mentor?
1: Yeah, I, I think the one of the things that I've discovered, especially as I've gotten older and done this more, is that there are a lot of attorneys out there who who like helping other people, and you you have to not be afraid to ask. You know when I, when I was contemplating uh, leaving the other firm before we had officially decided we were leaving as a group and starting our own firm. You know I went to some other attorneys that I knew and just not specifically to say hey can you help me, but just to say here you know confidentially here here's some things that are going on. I'm uh, what do you think? Uh, ask their opinion. Talk to people. Uh, again. If you have those relationships, uh, people will want to help you. You just have to uh, get over the fear of, of asking for a little help or asking for a little advice. You, know, you don't want to try and manipulate someone's time to a, a huge deal, but you, you will find that if you, if you start those conversations with, with people, with other attorneys and other firms, especially if they're in your practice field, most of them that I've dealt with, are are happy to help if they can and and so you know get over that fear of of asking for help
0: (laughs) sure now we've we've talked about getting out there and meeting people and even developing some of those relationships. Are you using any software? In our you know, our parents and our grandparents always had the Rolodex on their mm-hmm. desk and they'd mark it when they talked to somebody, things like that. <laughs> Are you using uh, personally or inside your firm any systems to keep up with those relationships?
1: Uh there's a couple of different things I do. as simple as you know, maintaining your contacts <laughs> in, in your, uh, ex, uh your, uh, your email, uh, which over time gets more and more difficult. Yeah. Where did that banker go? Which the three banks ago <laughs> there. Uh, but, uh, the, we use a system called bill for time. Uh, so when we went to our new firm, one of the things we did was to say, let's get rid of some of the old ways we do things. So we were all cloud based, uh, so all of our client relations and accounting and everything, as much as we can have it, is, cl- is cloud-based software. Uh, one of the softwares we use to track our time is called Bill for Time. Uh, and, and I use that. I have a matter or two set up in that for my marketing, my educational, my CLE activities. And whenever I do things, I do a time entry. I do things to, to, to uh, track what I'm doing that way and the time that I'm spending on it. Uh, which has been helpful because I've been a part of some more, some groups, inevitably it will happen. You will join a group or participate in something. You will look back with six months and a year and say, I spent this many hours on this and I'm getting, you know, I don't, not only have I gotten no work out of it, but I don't feel like I've benefited, you know, just from getting to know other people like this. It's much easier to figure out that's not working and to get to eliminate that. Uh, so that's one of the things I do. Uh, there are, I know there are other more sophisticated uh, client or you know marketing tracking uh, softwares, but that's worked well for for me and for what I'm doing.
0: Perfect. Now we spent a lot of time today talking about getting clients and and maintaining those relationships to to bring clients in the door. But do you have any system set up for maintaining that relationship after representation has ended?
1: Yeah, we we have several things that we do. Uh, to keep track of people as much as we can, to keep in contact with them. Uh, we are working more ourselves. Uh, one of the things that has been sort of a, a, uh, a place where we feel like our firm has lacked a little is, is, is our website, our internet activity, our social media presence. Uh, we are working on that. Again, uh, most of, you know, 90 plus percent of the, the work that I do and most of my, my partners do is referral-based work from people from individuals so we've had a smaller a a big focus on those relationships more than on social media and those types of things but we are working more towards that as well you find even even in a firm like ours where most of the work is referral based if if you have a bad website (laughs) or if you have no social media if people google your firm name and they can't find anything hardly about it that's a negative. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the, for us doing educational activities, uh, you, you can benefit from that in more than one way. Uh, you know, you go and give a speech for a small group. Well, why can't you post that online? Why can't you let other people know that you're doing those things on social media, those types of things. Uh, we're just getting more into that. We're a little behind the, behind the curve on that. Some, Uh, but we are working on it. In fact, our firm this year has been working with uh, a marketing development person to help us sort of uh, make our strategies and the way that we do things more cohesive. Yeah,
0: Yeah. having a a bad website or just a bad web presence in general is kind of akin to having, you know, a drab office in an undesirable area in town. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it just, mm-hmm. it, it makes a big impression on the modern age client.
1: Definitely. Definitely. And, and, you know, it's, it can be as simple as you didn't spend the time on your website to make sure that it shows up on a phone well <laughs> versus somebody's computer monitor. Uh, now and I'm going
0: to, I'm going to trust you with right. my livelihood now. <laughs> right. And I run an
1: IT business and I want you <laughs> as my attorney. No. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a part of modern day, not just the practice of law, but business.
0: Sure. Now I'm going to ask you to look into the crystal ball a little bit. Where do you see the future of business development going?
1: Well, I I think we were just talking about is, is one of the things, uh, social media, uh, being more active there in various ways. Uh, there's just a multi, a force multiplier associated with that. Uh, you know, in the past I've, we've thought of that more as, as for people who have what I loosely call a more retail type practice than, than, than ours is business to business. Uh, another thing where I see a lot of people having success, not just as attorneys, uh, there are groups, uh, that, uh, people get, in, can get involved with trying not to say names, <laughs> uh, that are, are very specifically focused on a certain type of business owner, a certain type of attorney uh, and and having those people get together to 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 know each other. One of the groups we used to participate in that has uh, since gone away because the, the lady who's who who ran it and sponsored it uh, is, uh, moved out of town and moved moved on. Uh, was called she called it the Business Success Institute, and she found business owners of a certain size, and you know the sponsors were our firm, a CPA firm, a financial advisor. You know the typical referral sources and people that help those business owners. And we would, uh, be very focused on, on them and what they need, uh, education wise or other and, and getting those participating in those groups helps as well.
0: Yeah. Well, Eric, this has been extremely valuable. I really appreciate your time before I let you go. Where can the listeners connect with you?
1: Uh, bass com B A S S D U N K L I N.com, uh, is our firm website. Uh, you can find my email phone number all there. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see if I can help anyone. If I have time, I always have to leave that. If I have time in there,
0: uh, disclaimer. Yeah. I,
1: I will say another thing that, that I always, uh, try to tell, especially younger attorneys was a revelation for me, uh, as someone who had been in business prior was, uh, you can fire the wrong client. Keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, be efficient with your time. I know what it's, I have a wife, I have children, I have interests outside of my business and outside of the area of law. And so be one of the ways to be efficient with your time is to concentrate on the right clients. It was a revelation for me. The first time I had a real problem client and I went to my, one of my mentors, Gary Smith, who's my partner now at this firm. And, and, and he stopped what he was doing and he looked at me and he said, why don't you just fire him? And, <laughs> and I was like, what? I can do that? Kind of a light bulb. <laughs> I
0: didn't
1: know that was possible. And so, you know, not only do you work on setting your client expectations right from the beginning, but also set your expectations. Don't undervalue yourself. And uh, you're putting this work and this time in. Make sure you are getting something for it.
0: Yeah. Wise words. All right. Well, thank you, sir. Sure. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to this episode of The 26th. Head to mechbar.org to hear more from this podcast, suggest future topics, and review member resources.